Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C. Edgley Jr., and the topic for today is, What's God's Love Got to Do With It? Our scripture is going to come from the first epistle of John, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 16th verse. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in them. Again, the topic is going to be, what's God's love got to do with it? So, a lot of times we are out there uh, in in grade school and in, in elementary school and middle school and high school, and we start to learn about the concept of love. And on a larger scale, we really learn about the concept of what it means to like something. But when we actually begin to look at what it means to love something, we have to make a distinction between liking something and loving something. Uh, you can like ice cream, you can like pizza, you can like a friend, uh, you can like your job. But when you really love something, there's a distinction between just liking it and, just, and actually loving it. Um, the Apostle Paul gives us one of the most profound and clear definitions of ogape, unconditional love, when he writes into the Corinthian church. He writes, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. God's love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love, true love, can never fail. With that powerful definition of agape love, I believe I want to build on this concept of what's God's love got to do with it. For us as believers, that's one question that we ought to be solid and clear on when we think about God's love and how it shapes and impacts our lives so greatly. As Christians, we should not be in this world spreading hate. As a definition of Christianity, we ought to be in this world spreading the love of God to others. To one another, but also to others outside of the body of Christ. We have an obligation as Christians to spread God's love and if we are not spreading God's love, if we are out spreading hate and hatred, 
and, and dislike and disdain towards other people, then we do not, or we should not call ourselves Christians. It is an oxymoron for a person to profess their Christianity and then spread hate to other people. Spreading God's love is indicative of a rebirth in the Holy Spirit. Spreading God's love is indicative of a newfound relationship in God. If we have no love in us, then we have no God in us. In God's love is where the Christian will find ultimate satisfaction in life. The second point that I want to make is it's because of God's love that he gave his only begotten son. So many people outside of the Christian faith look at that particular component of Christianity and that turns them away from Christianity. They say, how can a loving father give his only begotten son? Well, I'm glad that that question has surfaced and I hope that I can respond with the best answer that I know possible. And it's because of God's love for humanity. It's because of God's love for humanity that he became flesh and dwelt among us. The, the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And he was the only begotten son. And he gave his life as a propitiation for our sins. He put everything on the line because of his love for humanity. He wanted us to have access to eternal life so bad that he was willing to get up on the cross and take nails in his hands and nails in his feet to take thorns in his head. That's love. That's love in its truest and most purest and most unadulterated form. That is love. When nothing can stand in between you and that which you love, that's agape, true, perfect love. So the sacrifice that God made when he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins is the very definition and the very essence of God's love. God's true, perfect, unadulterated, impenetrable love for his people. God loves us so much. And it's his love that ought to be the driving force. It's his love that we see on the cross that ought to be the driving force in our lives that propels us and compels us not only to confess our faith in Christ, but to profess our faith in Christ to others and to share Christ with the dying world, to let them know that somebody loves them so much so that he was willing to get up on a cross and die for their sins. Beloved, God is perfecting his love on the inside of us. God's love ought to be internally leading us and guiding us 
and impacting every decision that we make here in the earth. God's love ought to be the, 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 the foundation in which we govern our lives. God's love is teaching us to trust and to believe and to know the power of God. Because God's love is the power of God. Christians can never be separated from God's love. There is nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of God. Not death, not demons, not evil, not wickedness, not the government, not hardship, not persecution, not famine. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The love of God is the power of God. And we cannot be separated from the love of God. No matter what hardships and no matter what we come up against in this world, nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's on the inside of us. And God continues to perfect his love on the inside of us day by day, week by week, and month by month, and year by year, God is perfecting his love on the inside of us. And the stronger and stronger that the love of God grows in our hearts, God is giving us a heart of, of, of servantship. God is giving us a heart of, of, of Christianity. God is giving us a heart of Christ, a heart for Christ. God is giving us his love. If you imagine a doctor taking out an old heart and putting in a new heart, God has put a new heart and a new mind on the inside of us. And God is perfecting his love day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. God is perfecting his love on the inside of us. So much so that it ought to be pouring out of us. When people encounter us on our job, they ought to be able to see that God's love abides in us. They ought to be able to see the love of God pouring out of us in our homes, in our communities, everywhere we go. People ought to see us and see God's love inside of us. Finally, beloved, we have nothing to fear when we have God's love in us because God's love casts out all fear. God's love will protect us from danger, death, famine, destruction. God's love will preserve our lives and give us access to eternal life. God's love standed, it stood in between God's people and God's wrath. Out there on a the cross, when we see Christ lifted up, Oftentimes I get this picture of Christ being lifted up on the cross with his arms stretched out wide, the wrath of God above him and the people of God below him. And when the wrath of God was poured out, Christ stood in between us like an umbrella protecting someone from the rain. Christ stood in between us with his arms stretched out to protect us from the wrath of God. And all that trickled down from his bruised and battered and bloody body was love and mercy. 
And we were shielded from God's wrath because Christ stood in between God's wrath and God's people. There is no other place for us as Christians to build our hope and to put our trust other than in the love of God. It is in God's love that we find joy. It's in God's love that we find peace. It's in God's love that we find protection. It's in God's love that we are connected. It's in God's love that we've been delivered. It's in God's love that we have salvation. It's in God's love that, that, that we can stand boldly before God's throne. Not only account of our deeds or our works or our goodness, but because of God's love. Demonstrated through Christ, we can now come boldly before God and make our petitions known unto God. We have access to the Father because of God's love that Christ demonstrated when he went to the cross. God's love, beloved, is unshakable. God's love is impenetrable. God's love is everlasting. It's patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. God's love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. God's love will never fail us, beloved. Whenever you think of God's love, I want you to know that God's love will not fail you. No matter how far you have strained off the path, no matter how low you get, no matter how high you get, no matter what your financial status is, no matter what your economic status is, no matter what your political status is, God's love cannot and will not fail. When we think of people, people will sometimes fail. When you think of money, money will sometimes fail. When you think of a, 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 a political status, political status will sometimes fail. Popularity will sometimes fail, but God's love will never fail. God's love is the only thing that we can hang our hats on and know beyond the shadow of a doubt. That when we're in our lowest of our low, when we can't go no lower, when everything else has failed on us, kidneys might fail on you, your heart might fail on you, but God's love will never fail you. Put your faith in God's love. God's love has everything to do with who we are as Christians. God's love has everything to do with what we want and what we desire to become. God's love 
is everything. It's everything. When we ask the question, what's God's love got to do with it? Everything. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you as my prayer.